What's up, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, favorite swim bait podcast, Scales and Tails. Today, I'm joined by uh, by the first uh, painter who's came on the show, at least off the top of my head. Yeah, first painter I could think of. Um, Marlon James, the guy behind Aquatic Marlon on Instagram. Like I said, I'll make sure to tag his Instagram and stuff in the description. But he's, uh, as far as I know, he's a full-time bait painter who uh, who, who lives over in Cali, and that's about as, that's about as much as I know of him. Uh, like I said, these these guys I've been getting on the podcast the last couple of times, like these guys are completely foreign to me. They're across the country. I've never talked to them before. I mean, I've talked to them like in the DMs, but never like this. So uh, we're going to we're going <laughs> to we're going to meet Marlon together and we're going to hear a story on how he got started with all this uh, painting stuff. Well, uh, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to be here. I've never been on a podcast before. I feel uh, I feel special. <laughs> yeah, so but, I mean, uh, really. Oh, go ahead. No, no, you're good. You're good. Yeah, that's a really um I guess breaking it down even the my my main question was did you paint before you got into swim bait fishing or did you learn how to paint once you got a swim bait in your hands and started catching fish? Uh the way I remember it, they both kind of happened at the same time. Um I didn't just jump right out of the bat painting uh swim baits. Um, you know, since it's hard to get some guy, you know send me your, your Hinkle trout. You don't know who I am and I'll paint it for you. And you know, it's, it's hard to just kind of jump out of the bat painting things like that. So I started out on, I'd go through my tackle and I'd grab out shitty crank baits and jerk baits. And I started bumming, uh, baits off of my buddies and be like, look, dude, I'll paint some baits for you. Just give me, give me a couple baits out of your box, whatever you want. I'll paint them, give them back to you. I just need stuff to practice on. Um, so that was it. I think I've been, I started that about two years ago. Two years ago just really casually messing around with it um holy shit it was, really yeah so it was it was pretty recent um i'm some i'm somewhat new to it i i've been fishing for most of my life again just really casually um you know it was always i'd go camping a lot with my my family and would be at the campground uh mostly up in utah and stuff like that and be like oh hey let's go down to the lake do some fishing blah blah blah, blah. and they were always you know when it was time to go they were always having to drag me away. I never wanted to leave and always the one, you know, bugging to go there first. Right. But it uh it wasn't until uh six, seven years ago when I started really getting into fishing and uh started kind of doing it more on my own and relying less on other people to take me. Um and even then it was still I started out in uh saltwater, you know, because I live in Southern California, so I got I got the whole spotty scene and right yeah it makes sense super close so i started out doing that that was really my first introduction to kind of like independent fishing and like i said even then it was still i'd have my mom drive me out there i didn't drive i was like 15 you know i'd have my mom drive me out you know i'd go fishing i had a couple buddies i'd go fishing with um so for quite a few years i just did that i just fished spotties and i'd go offshore and you know catch yellowtail and bonito and i i love the salt water and i still do um so I really kind of learned there and it wasn't until a couple years of doing that. I started kind of dipping my toes back into uh freshwater, which I hadn't really done for quite a few years. And, uh, my buddy hit me up and he was like, Hey, do you want to go, uh, you want to go float to Paris? And I was like, yeah, dude, let's, let's do it. You know, I haven't, I don't fish, I don't fish green bass. That's what everyone called them. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so we went to Paris <clears throat> 
and I just didn't know what to expect. Everyone tells me you just got to fish really slow, blah, blah, blah. You know, coming from fishing salt, fishing slow, it's, it sucks. You can fish everything fast in the salt. Um, so I wasn't expecting much. I grabbed some random shit out of my box and, uh, I caught a, I never weighed it, but it was probably about seven. Holy mid shit. seven. <laughs> and, uh, I caught it on a, a stupid Z-Man worm on, a uh, an owner sled head, which I would use for spotty. Just total bullshit, pure luck. Yeah. Total accident. And I was like, oh damn, like this is actually pretty cool. And, uh, you know, from there I started getting more into it, fishing fresh a little bit more. Um, just the shady little spots by my house. We got creeks and ponds, nothing crazy. All the good, all the good largemouth lakes are you know, 30, 40 minutes away from me, which it's realistically not too far, but yeah, I tend to stick close to, close to my house, even, you know, with gas the way it is now. Fuck, right. <laughs> so it's kind of limited my fishing, but from that, um, I started seeing people who were, I started seeing custom painted baits and that was kind of a foreign concept to me. I think the first ever custom painted bait I ever got was from a guy named uh, on Instagram. It's fishhead 15 and he paints, uh, he paints a lot, a lot of crankbaits and they're mainly for saltwater. And um, I had ordered one and I had talked to him about it. I was like, Hey, look, I want to, I want a crab pattern like these uh, short crabs we've got crawling around. And we kind of talked about it and I told him what he, what I wanted specifically and all these details. And it was really cool, you know, having to, Help, helping him kind of design what I had in my head. And it it was it was exciting. I was like, damn, that's pretty cool. So I would order custom painted baits here and there. And every once in a while I'd get one. I'd be like, damn, like that's really cool, but I would have done this, or I wish I I wish I did that. And after a while of doing that, I kind of remembered I had an airbrush in my garage when I was uh when I was about probably 10. Um I went to a car show with my dad and he's always been really into cars so i've always had kind of the connection to automotive paint um he's always been into custom cars and hot rods and whatnot um yeah. so it's, it's always been a little bit of a background um so we went to a car show there was a guy doing some airbrush and i thought it was the coolest thing in the world and i had expressed interest so my dad bought me an airbrush uh just some some little iwata it's like a 100 bucks i think and yeah, like hobby lobby and shit exactly something like that and i used it once uh i think i painted like a skull using a stencil and never touched it again put it in the cabinet <laughs> and it sat there for 10 12 years um until i started you know getting these custom painted paints and i was like well i got it. i got an airbrush in the garage and i could start doing this i got you know i got to pick up a few things but i might as well try my hand on it so I started painting, like I said, just painting shitty crankbaits out of the box, bumming baits off my buddy, and uh, just really trying to get, I wanted a lot of specific things out of my paint that I wasn't seeing mm -hmm. uh, in the market. I had some critiques, if you will, on a lot of the paint that you see out there, and uh, I just started exploring different pigments and how to get this, you know, if, Anyone that's held a fish know there's so many different colors and shines and pearls on them. And uh, I really wanted to focus on imitating that. And I started, you know, buying different pearls you can get. And a lot of this was just at Hobby Lobby. And there's a lot of stuff. I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not getting what I want here. Keep on painting again, bumming baits off of my buddy. Um, 
I think I had posted a couple of them on Instagram. I'd have one or two people send me some blanks. You know, I'd do an, it was, it was an okay paint job. I wasn't good by any means. Yeah. And, uh, I just did that for about a year, just really casually, um, just casually painting. I would buy the cheapo blanks online every once in a while. I'd have a friend hit me up here and there. Um, and I, I enjoyed it. I liked doing it. And, uh, well, let's see this, this story's going pretty fast. Is there any, is there anything else you'd want me to talk about? Any questions? Uh, I guess, um, I, well, once, once you kind of finish the story, I'll ask you like how you go about the painting and, uh, if, if you paint your own baits and that sort of stuff too, really. Sure. Sure. So after doing that for about a year, uh, let's see, let me pull up a picture really quick, pull out some dates. So. I had a few friends, friends of friends hit me up. I think the first, I think the first real swim bait I painted, I want to say was, uh, it was either a triple trout or a taxi trout I had painted. Was, was that intimidating going from uh, a two inch crank bait to an 11 inch bait where you're like, oh, holy shit. Like God. Yeah. I was terrified. Yeah. I right. Mean, having a bit, I think it was a, I think it was a triple trout, you know, I think it was my good buddy. Um, so even if I fucked it up, <laughs> I, do, I, I knew him well enough, um, but we had kind of talked about it, and I really wanted to paint a trout pattern. I love trout. Um, they're probably one of my favorite fish. I love trout. I love fly fishing. Um, so I was like, I really want to paint a trout. It's just I can't. You know, you can paint them on a crankbait, but it doesn't well, look nice. right. Yeah, right. So got a triple trout, and I put a trout pond around. I was like, damn, that's... You know, it, it wasn't good by what my standards are today, but for back then, I was really excited, you know, to be able to do something like that. And I posted it on Instagram, I think. Um, I went fishing with another buddy down in San Diego. And uh, he's like, look, I got a taxi trout. I want you to repaint. I was like, shit. I was like, well, you know, send it over, dude. I'll give it a shot. So I did that. I painted the taxi trout. He really liked it. I got, you know, I got a decent amount of good feedback. I had a couple people you know that liked it and i had painted again another friend of a friend i had painted a some roman made um and it just it slowly very slowly developed into kind of branching out of oh i got a friend of a friend or now it's this guy i've never talked to before <laughs> wants me to paint this bait and i was like well yeah. now it's it's getting kind of serious you know i'm having people that i don't even know i, I better get this thing dialed in so uh, I'm pretty lucky to live near uh, there's a there's a paint store in Southern California called Coast Airbrush. Um, okay, they got it's it's wild. It's it's catered mainly towards uh, the automotive crowd, right? But you can go in there. The guys there are just some of the nicest guys you've ever met. They're happy to talk to you, answer any single question you have. So I just went in there all the time, and I was bugging. I'm like, look, hey, I got this bait. I want. I want I want to make sure the paint doesn't fall off when I give it to this guy. And they're like, oh yeah, here, try this and this, blah, 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 blah. And uh for a while I started out using uh Createx water-based paints, which is pretty much what everyone uses nowadays. It's it's pretty much standard. And uh they're good paints. I just kind of uh I kind of outgrew them a little bit. And so from when when I started taking in other people's baits, I was like, look, I, if I'm gonna be you know, putting my name on this and, and taking other people's baits, I really want to make sure it's, you know, it's quality all around. 
Um, so I made the jump to uh, a much, much more expensive type of paint, uh, House of Color, which I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with, or at least bait makers. Um, and so once I had invested quite a bit of money on that paint, um, I felt more comfortable taking in more important baits, larger projects. And again, it just kind of snowballed and uh, painting baits for my friends here and there. And uh, it was still pretty low key at that point. Nothing huge. Yeah. And during all that, I was still getting into swim baits. Um, you know, your basic, uh, I was fishing gantrels and all the cheap swim baits everyone starts out with. Um, and that was right. kind of my intro into uh, freshwater, you know, because like I said, coming from saltwater, everything was fast. I had tried, I'd tried fishing worms and all your basic drop shot. And I'm like, this, <laughs> this fucking sucks. Like yeah this is not exciting i can't do this i'd rather go fish bodies and you know i knew of swim baits and one of my buddies had caught a double digit on a on a 250 and i was like oh shit like what's that it, that seems really cool so uh started out like everyone and grabbed s waivers like i said gantrells all the cheap shit and uh my little my little home lake um i started catching threes and fours and i was like yeah this is way more fun i'd rather do this than drag worm <laughs> yeah and uh one night <laughs> again fishing uh fishing a white s waiver which is my favorite color for any time is uh is white or bone and i bone, caught man. i caught what i would consider my pb again i didn't get a weight on it but it was it was high seven low eight and uh it was on a fucking s waiver and I, i'm kind of <laughs> disappointed by that to this day you know just to say yeah, my PB came off of an S waiver, but it did. And uh, it gets bit. So that was kind of me just gradually getting into swim baits. And then at the same time, starting to paint larger and larger ones. And I was like, damn, this is really cool. Like, I like this. I like doing it. I like, uh, you know, I've always been fascinated by fish. I like, I like taking a picture. I, my favorite was when someone would send me a bait and they'd send me a picture and say, hey, here's this fish, this crappie or this trout. Can you match this? And uh, that was always my favorite. Like, absolutely. I get to kind of look at this fish, break it down into layers. I get to pick details I really like. And uh, that was kind of how it developed a little bit more is trying to match photos. Um, at Let's see. I think I want to say it was last year, I believe. Um, I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw a newer swim bait company. Uh, I hadn't seen before pop up called uh, ZFG swim baits and he posted a swim video and I was like, fuck, that's, that's the coolest swimming bait I've ever seen. Like that's what I've been looking for out of a bait. Uh, for anyone that hasn't seen them, they're a uh, trout weight bait. Um, just a crazy swim on them. Super fluid. Uh, so I hit him up and I was like, look, dude, Hey, I, I, I love your bait. I love the way it swims. Can I buy a blink? I want to paint one. And, uh, from there he, he basically gave me a call and he was talking and he's like, look, do you want to, he had seen some of my paint jobs and he's like, do you want to paint a batch of baits? And I was like, absolutely. I, I love it. Send some over. So he sent me, uh, 10, I think. And I painted them up in this trout pattern. I came up with that. I guess would just be referred to as dark trout. Um, and that was, that was kind of my first big paint project was, a. Uh, painting for a manufacturer uh zfg so i sent him back he really liked him i was excited and uh he sent me some more he sent me a little bit more this time 
sent them back. Uh, I was getting some good feedback. People really liked the pattern. And it kind of helped, uh, it, it helped spread my name out there a little bit more. Um, yeah, you know, for sure. The guy, the guy behind ZFG, super cool guy. I'm not going to mention his name. Uh, I haven't talked to him about it, but super cool guy. Uh, he knows a lot of the right people. And so getting my name out there was, was really helpful to, uh, getting more business. Um, so it got to the point where I've got, you know, 30 of these baits at a time. I'm trying to paint sure. them. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and he, and that's not even a lot compared to some of the numbers that these guys are cranking out. Right. But. So, so how long does it take you to paint 30 baits? Like this guy, this guy sends you his baits and he's like, Hey, like, just, just like, give me a timeline. What do you tell him? Like two, two weeks, two and a half weeks. Um, if I'm painting 30 baits, uh, yeah, it usually takes me between three and four weeks, you know, between, Holy shit. between my everyday life, um, yeah, and, yeah. and working and fishing as much as I can, you know, uh, but if I put wow. in a couple hours every day, it, it does take me between two to three weeks, sometimes four yeah. if I'm extra lazy, but, uh, right. So I was doing that. And then on top of that, getting in other people's personal baits, they were sending in for repaints, which it's a lot more, it's a lot more difficult. Um, <laughs> doing a repaint it sucks because <laughs> if you get you know if this guy send me sends me some blanks all i got to do is surface prep primer paint right and when i get in yeah. a repaint i have to make sure all the old paint is stripped off or you know prepared for me to paint over it there's a lot more time that goes into it so no for sure yeah between doing that and then getting in these personal repaints i also had uh, a job at the time i was working at a tackle shop chain we have down here they sell guns and tackle i'm, I'm sure everyone knows what, what i'm talking about but i was working there uh for about a year and that was taking up a lot of my time and <laughs> you know i didn't like it i didn't like working retail i don't think anybody does and you know i'd come home every day uh tired from dealing with some of the old people we get in the store and then i gotta go out into the garage and and paint for a couple hours and i was like you know what this sucks like i'm just gonna i don't like this job i'm gonna quit it and i'm gonna try painting full time and uh i did that at the beginning of beginning of this year i started uh i started painting full time and it's been uh it's been hectic you know with <laughs> with the current state of the world and uh yeah dude I'm really thankful that there's still people out there that are that are willing to pay for uh, pay for my work and you know support me even even during times like these when everything is expensive. So I feel really lucky to be able to do that. Um, just super stoked to to be able to do what I do full time. I love it. Um, I love painting fish. They're pretty. Uh, you know, definitely painting for ZFG has been a huge part of that support. And uh, it got to a point where. I want to say two months ago, I had to, when people were heading me up for paint, I'm like, look, dude, I can't take on any more projects right now. I'm going to place you on the waiting list. Cause I got, I got too many baits. I got a box of swim baits in my room and I'm trying to catch up with them. That's gotta be like such a feeling, I guess not necessarily a great feeling, but a feeling of accomplishment. Like, holy shit. I'm in like such high demand right now. Like I have to put people on a wait list because like I physically cannot keep up with this demand on my paint like that's got to be so awesome to to experience that yeah it is and it isn't because i mean obviously it's exciting like people want to buy my art you know no one no one pays for art there's you know the stereotype of the starving artist everyone knows you know 
yeah it's sure. uh i'm not starving by any means but it's just flattering that someone's willing to pay for my art um so it is it's exciting but at the same time it's 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 stressful when you know i've had someone's bait and for a while and they're they're I don't want to say pressure me because it's their bait and they're the, they're the one paying. But you know, if I, I've got a lot of stuff going on, I'm like, this is kind of getting to be too much. This is getting stressful. And, uh, so that's when I had to place the the waiting list and kind of reevaluate the way I was doing things, but it's still, it is a really good feeling, uh, being in demand, uh, people willing to pay for your art. It's I, like I said, I'm, I'm incredibly thankful for that. No, for sure. It's gotta be like, I don't know, cloud nine. Like, I get excited when people reach out to me and they're like, Hey dude, like your podcast is awesome. Like I listen to it when I work. Um, I had a guy message me out of the blue, never met the guy, never talked to him before. He's like, Hey dude, like I've listened to all your shows. I listen to him while I'm cutting grass because his day job is landscaping. He's like, I listen to it when I'm cutting the grass every day. He's like, I'm always waiting for you to wait for you to put out another episode. And I'm like, Holy shit. Like when people value the stuff you do, it just kind of, it makes it more enjoyable. And you're like, Holy shit. Like I'm not just doing this because I enjoy it. Like, other people other people like the fact that i do it and it's it's a really good feeling to have oh yeah it's huge um you know to get to get validation for what you're doing i mean that's not why i do it but it certainly helps i do it because i yeah, love painting fish but you know when you're getting validation for it um there's not a person on the planet that doesn't like attention <laughs> um but it's uh it is great like i said i just i'm really thankful that everyone out there is uh uh looking for my paint i like it you know there's there's a lot of great painters out there. there's a lot of fantastic artists and uh it does feel good to kind of be in their ranks not that i'm one of the fantastic artists but being in demand you know yeah so do you um primarily just keep your stuff on instagram or do you post it on underground and universe and all those other pages or you just primarily keep it to instagram and the people that know about you know about you um I have posted a couple times on underground. Um, nothing too crazy. I don't really have a huge presence on there. I usually just browse the black market and don't say anything. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's mostly on Instagram. Um, it, it's, it keeps it just low key enough. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be famous or anything. I just like painting fish. If someone sees my picture or the, the picture of the paint I've done and they, they want to, uh, send in a bait by all means, you know, I'm not, yeah. uh, I'm not pushing it as hard as I could be because I don't I don't want to, you know. Right. Yeah. Because like you said, you have this is your job, but you have a life outside of painting baits. You do like to go fishing. You do. You do go like to do the shit like it's not painting 24 seven for you. Exactly. And at, at that point, if it was, I, it wouldn't be enjoyable anymore. Um, if it were to uh, eat into my fishing time or be 24 seven, I, I, it wouldn't be as fun. Yeah. So kind of walking us through maybe even like your first uh your first mother or hinkle or something well i guess more more roman made off this first question uh so you have to sand that bait down when you first got that bait you're like holy shit like i have to i have to lay gridded sandpaper onto this like work piece of jdm art like did you cringe a little when you had to prep work that or were you just like fuck it like i gotta go oh no absolutely i'm gonna think about it 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 felt sacrilegious um it was a it was a Roman made South was one of the first kind of higher end JDM swim baits I painted and it was perfect it was it was brand new and and someone was you know having me repaint it and I was like fuck like I gotta sand this you know I got what 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 if I fuck it up it was crazy having to put sandpaper to that like you said it it felt uh, it felt sacrilegious 
Yeah, fuck, that's crazy. Um, so like your first hinkle, were you like, holy shit, like I have to paint this hinkle? And when people send you a bait for repaint, uh, like a hinkle, you have to rip all those fins off and shit. Do you kind of worry about ripping those fins and eyes out? Because as like ninety nine point ten percent of the people know in the swim bait world that it's hard to get hinkle fins. So like, are you kind of cautious when you do that shit, or do you kind of strictly? try to keep it to blanks and new baits as far as like disassembling stuff goes um if it were up to me i'd only paint blanks right but obviously that's not a reality a lot of people have baits they'd like repainted or are done up so yeah when i get a hinkle trout in um i'm somewhat familiar with them and how to properly take them apart i can tell you andrew hinkle fucking loves super glue um <laughs> so it's it's usually just i have to be surgical and uh very careful with how i do it but uh i've got a few uh tips and tricks i've kind of developed to uh safely take apart a bait and not damage anything and prepare for paint and that's been uh that's been through the experience of fucking up a lot of uh shitty blanks which is a great way to learn is making mistakes yeah for sure um when you have a pile of baits so say you have uh six baits that guys want to be painted in rainbow trout do you paint all those baits at once? Do you do you prep work them at once, sand them down, uh, wash them off or blow them off, however you do it, put down your base layer and everything? Do you do all that at once or do you literally do one bait at, one bait at a time instead of like, a, I guess, quote unquote, a batch paint job? Uh, so the way I like to do things is uh, two of the steps I use in my painting process are kind of a, a pain in the ass, if you will. And that is... Uh, Sanding, spraying primer, and clear coat. Those are the three three of my least favorite, uh, most intensive processes that I go through. So usually what I'll do is uh, I've never had a shortage of baits. So I, I usually do anywhere between six and 10 at a time. I'll take those, uh, sand them, remove everything that needs to be removed, make sure they're clean, ready for primer. And uh, I will spray the primer on them, uh, get a base coat on them. Almost always it's... Uh, pearl white or metallic silver those are my favorite base coats to use they just give everything like a just a bright flash um and then from there they'll just they'll sit on the rack and i'll go at them one by one um a lot of times i'm doing a completely different paint job on each bait you know I'll, someone will send me a bait and uh they'll either know what they want on it and they'll have a picture or they'll just say hey i want uh i want a crappie or i want a rainbow trout and uh, i'll ask them some questions you know is there anything specifically you want me to match on this fish is uh I'll send us some pictures and ideas and patterns I've done before and I can go darker. I can go lighter. If there's a certain purple flash in the back that you like, or some, a blue hue on the belly that you really like, just tell me and I can match that for you. And uh, that's kind of my favorite part is when someone has uh, a very specific detail or idea that they want on their bait. That's one of my favorite things about fish is just the sheer amount of colors and patterns that you can find on them. And uh, it's something I obsess over. And I know I've, countless times i've been up at, at night you know can't sleep just looking at pictures of fish and kind of analyzing the the patterns on them but the different colors and when someone else comes to me and they've kind of noticed the same thing or i really you know i really like that when when someone wants a specific detail on their paint job or a very specific uh kind of fish that's probably one of my favorite parts so each bait is usually something like that so i'll have them all on the rack primed and base coated and uh I'll go into the garage. Usually I, you know, if, if things are going right, I can usually get one a day done and I'll go out there and I'll put on some music or a podcast 
put up my reference picture and I'll just go at it till it's done and uh, move on to the next one. And by the time I get all six of those done, it's usually been quite a while. And uh, then I'll spray the clear coat on them, let everything cure, and then they get shipped back to their uh, rightful owners. Yeah, um, I will say I, I've scrolled through your profile a bunch. I don't even remember how I really found you, but like I, I saw, I saw your Hinkle trout, and I'm like, holy shit! Like I have a Hinkle trout, and I've painted it. I, I'm the only one that's ever painted it, obviously with spray paint, because I don't have an airbrush or anything. Yeah, and I saw one of your, I saw one of your Hinkle trouts, and I'm like, holy shit, I want that. And then I went on your profile, and I scrolled back a little ways, and. That crappie Gantrell you painted, dude, that thing is so fucking perfect. Like, oh my gosh. I don't know. I saw that bait and I was like, holy shit. Like, this guy is the real fucking deal. Like, I need to send him something. Oh, thank you, man. I, I, I do like that that Gantrell. That was a fun one. That was uh, me and my buddy had gone fishing and we were catching some really interesting looking crappie out of a stream. And again, I was just kind of obsessing over all the colors and different patterns they have on them. And uh, I like when there's... Um, a fish that seems complicated, you know, such as a crappie, if you were to look at the pattern, you'd be like, well, how the fuck am I supposed to paint that? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I really like figuring that part out. And uh, so that was just kind of me experimenting. And that was, again, from one of my good buddies. And he really liked it. And I think I got pretty close to the photo I was going after. So that one, that one was, uh, that was a fun one. Yeah, dude, that's fucking crazy. Was that your personal bait or was that a bait somebody sent in or your buddy's bait? That was my buddy's, uh, my buddy's bait. Some, it was a, it was a Gantrell. I think he hit, uh, I think he broke it or something. And he's like, look, dude, I'm just trying to tune this. If you want to practice on this, I'm like, by all means, dude, send it over and I'll, uh, I'll give it a shot. Damn. That's crazy. Uh, fuck that. That's awesome. Has, I guess a question for you, since you have gotten better since you first started, has, has, have you, have your price changed how you go about this and has your technique obviously probably gotten a little bit better uh time management wise too like you probably have gotten better at uh tape or masking shit off or uh prepping stuff as far as where you are now from where you were a year and a half ago yeah yeah i mean as, as far as price change um with the you know more expensive materials higher volume i have had to uh adjust my prices to be more fair to myself um yeah for sure because i was at the beginning i was a lot of it i was doing for free and oh yeah five bucks ten bucks you know because i was still practicing and after after a while and when the, the volume started increasing i had to kind of evaluate you know if i'm going to be doing this uh full time i can't be i can't be losing money so i had to kind of uh yeah exactly that was uh yeah i did have to adjust that and uh, i'm pretty comfortable with how things are and i feel like it's a fair it's a fair price for what you're going to find on the market and for the quality of work that i'm willing to give you uh, as far as techniques go, I can't, I mean, I am more proficient with an airbrush than I was two years ago. And I've tried a lot to find shortcuts for some of the things I do. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of the times, at least for me personally, when I try and if there's something I've, I've you know, a way I've come up with doing something. A lot of times when I try to get, make it faster or find a shortcut, it just doesn't give me the, the same results. Um, so that's why a lot of times I'm I'm only able to do one bait a day as I'll be out there for, you know, five, six hours just working on one bait. Um, a lot of the details, uh, it's all hand painted freehand one by one. And that's, that's the way I found that works for me personally to get the result I want as far as realism goes. 
Um, there is a couple things I can do to speed things up, but you know, as far as masking and, and cleaning and airbrush and custom mixing colors, I've gotten a little bit better at it. Uh, but a lot of the uh, a lot of the actual work is just time consuming, and I think that's for the most part how art is. You know, you can try and find a shortcut, but it's uh, it's not going to make you more creative. It's just gonna, you know, it's it's just gonna speed it up a little bit. Oh yeah, for sure. Which I mean, it makes a lot of sense. And kind of what you said about when you first started, like a lot of your shit was free or like super cheap. And like for people who don't know, like freelancing work, that's what you have to do to left off. Um, has has you what's what's your favorite paint scheme as far as like one that you just love doing or one that is kind of easier than the rest? And then do people come at you with like super oddball shit where you're like, I've never fucking seen this fish before in my life, like have to Google pictures and kind of like watch videos on people holding these fish so you can get the hues and stuff down. Oh yeah. All the time. That's like, again, that's probably one of my favorite parts of painting, but uh, as, as far as favorite paint jobs, hands down trout, always trout. Um, like I right. mentioned earlier, I love trout. I love fly fishing. You know, if I'm catching like five inch fish, they're just so pretty. There's so many patterns on them and there's so many different kinds of trout. And again, I guess it, it kind of ties back to uh, how swim baits started. I guess, you know, it's, it was, it was trout swim baits. That was the whole idea behind it. It, it just feels right, you know, and a lot of them are a lot of a lot of baits are kind of trout profiles anyway, and I feel like it just works. But uh, I like if, if anyone's looked at my profile, you'll see a couple different kind of um, not as common patterns that you see on baits. I've done brown trout. Uh, the, the latest one I did was a saltwater run brown trout. Um, there's just there's so many variations. Uh, probably one of my favorite ways to paint lightning trout. Uh, I've also noticed that the colors will vary by region too. You know, a lot of my, even by year, uh, one of my first kind of trout patterns I developed that was my favorite was just based on the trout I was catching that year. You know, we had some hatchery issues and we had, uh, we had trout coming in from out of state and, and weird places and they were really pretty. And I kind of took notice of the details and it changes all the time. Uh, so trout, absolutely one of my favorites. I love it. Anytime someone asks what I would recommend, it's always going to be trout. Uh, that being said, that's not always everyone's first choice or even one of their main forages. Um, uh, the let's see, the the latest one I had that I found personally odd um, was a uh, uh, crawfish, or specifically, it was Rapala Demon Craw. Um, someone wanted that painted on their Tiny Clash, and I really don't paint craw patterns. I was like, shit, that's <laughs> that's like you said, that's kind of out there. And I was like, I'm gonna have to right. do some work on this one. Um, but I pulled it off. Uh, I haven't posted pictures of it yet. I, I probably will eventually, but you know, the guy was happy with it and I'm, I'm glad he was happy with it. Cause that's all that matters in the end. But that was definitely one of the oddball ones. Um, for anybody, for, a second. for anybody who's not familiar with that color off top of my top of their head, I'm like 90% sure it's like that super like red crawfish with like the scales on it. Yeah. Yeah. Super yeah. just fiery red. It's got an orange belly. It's got the black, uh, shell detail on the sides and kind of a purple back as far yeah. as like odd fish um my buddy wanted me to paint a sacramento purse one time i ended up not doing it but uh one of my good friends will always come to me with some odd fish like that um which is nice you know i, I like i like the challenge i appreciate painting different things um he's always been the one to, to bring a bait and be like hey i want it in this pattern i'm like well shit i've never painted that before that's like the the one I'm doing right now that I've been messing with, um, I guess it's a it's a type of cichlid, and uh, he wants me to put that on his TK. 
Um, it's a really strange looking fish, uh, kind of a difficult pattern to paint and I've been struggling with it. Uh, but that's kind of the fun part is developing that, that pattern and I guess kind of diving really deep into, into this fish, if you will, and looking up different photos and details. And that's part of the part, the, uh, that's the part that I enjoy. So there's, there's cichlid and he always comes to me with some weird stuff, uh, which I'm thankful for. Like the latest one is, uh, I'm painting a canine for him and he wanted uh, a bass pattern, which I can do easy enough. Um, but he wanted the color scheme of, uh, it's a JDM color. I think it's called like bun bun, uh, like a really light kind of metallic color. Uh, so that's a fun one. I, I love, I love when people come to me with like out of the box stuff. Um, the latest one I did was that anadromous saltwater uh, brown trout that was out of the box. Really cool oh, looking yeah, fish. Yeah. Um, I love silvery fish. So that was a fun one. But I mean, I, I would encourage people to come, come up with some, something crazy, you know, a, a crazy fish, something exotic. Um, you know, th these fish, they see a lot of swim baits. They really do. And uh, I think sometimes it comes down to, uh, it, it, it can come down to the paint, whether they eat it or not. I think, a lot of times if a fish is hungry, they're going to eat. Um, and I know a lot of guys don't personally think that color matters. And I think sometimes it doesn't. Uh, but at the same time, it, it's definitely a confidence thing. And uh, if you believe that, you know, what you're putting in front of that fish, they haven't seen before, or haven't seen a lot of, I think it, it affects the way you, you fish that bait. Yeah, honestly, um, there, there's been guys posting on, uh, on Facebook saying like, oh my gosh, like this fish ate a trout and I don't have any trout in these waters. And I'm not one to necessarily like crucially pick a color. Like if I have a bait and I like this way it swims, I'm going to fish it. I don't give a shit what color it is unless I'm like, like my Hinkle trout. Like, uh, like I said, that's all spray painted for anybody who's seen it. They know it's very fucking crude. looks like nothing like <laughs> a real fucking fish. Like, um, I'll send you a picture when we're done. But my first time I painted it, it was literally gold with like a black spray over the back. And then there was like some white lines and I, I, I knew it looked like shit, but I thought it was cool. And I fucking caught two fish on it like that. And I'm like, Hey, I don't care. That was fucking sweet. I painted that thing with fucking Rust-Oleum spray paint and I caught a fish on it. Like, I don't care what it looks like. Oh, definitely. And that's, I mean, I think that's the case a lot of the time. Like I've, I've caught, I've caught fish on, on trout pattern swim baits and uh, little, tiny shitty ponds where trout's never uh you know trout has never swam so like you know i think it uh it can surprise you sometimes what they're willing to eat yeah uh fuck i had one question i wanted to ask you oh when so uh so you do fish swim baits and everything yourself uh when you get a bait do you do you fish it and then like when you get uh, a substantial amount of hook rash on it you repaint it or since you're a painter, are you just like do you just get a bait and you're like fuck it, like I'm not painting my own shit because I paint enough stuff already. <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of a little bit of both actually. Um, I don't actually have a lot of uh baits that I've painted myself. I probably only have three or four. Um, oh really? Yeah, I, I don't paint a lot of my own baits. I I intend to. Um, and I have a couple on my rack right now that uh that are mine <laughs> that I want to paint. But uh, the customer comes first in that in that case. So when I'm out there and I've got you know ten different baits and mine just aren't a priority for me to, to put time onto Cause I can't, uh, I can't pay myself, you know? Oh, for sure. Uh, so people, people often, well, this was like my art teacher's favorite thing to fucking say in high school. If there's no mess ups in art, like you can mess up, but you can always fix it. Is that true? Like when painting baits or do you like, uh, 
overspray on on a like say you're overspraying red and you get it like on the back where there was a white like a, just another color are you like fuck like do you just reprime the whole bait or like uh how do you go about a fuck up like that or do you just kind of spray over it and call it good and kind of restart oh that's a good question uh i guess it, it's it's pretty circumstantial um a lot of times uh when i'm painting i have a very specific end goal in mind um you know, like I had mentioned, really working through the details of a fish, and I know exactly what I want it to look like. And so when it deviates from that, if I fuck something up or overspray or, you know, I got some chunks in my paint that aren't supposed to be there, um, sometimes I do end up starting over just because it's not it's not what I envisioned. And uh, I really, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't accept someone's money for something that I'm not confident in. Um, I can't send them a bait where I'm, you know, I'm always going to be thinking in the back of my head, like, I fucked that up. Uh, that's not how it's supposed to look. So, I mean, a lot of yeah. times I will start over. Um, every once in a while, uh, there'll be a mistake that kind of works out. Uh, so I, I do try to finish it. I, I will try to finish the paint job and see how it looks. Um, but a lot of times I will end up restarting that. Like the the cichlid I'm doing for my buddy. I'm, I finished that. Not at all happy with it. Not up to my standards. So it's going to get uh, it's going to get restarted. Damn. That's, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but it's like you, you put an hour or two into painting it and then you get done and you just like, because I've been there, I've done something, I've put a lot of time into it and I like step back and I look at it and I'm like, that is not at all what the fuck I had in my head. And like, you're like, fuck, I really, like, I just want to call it good enough, but like, I, I don't, I want it to be how I want it. So you just fucking restart and it kills you on the inside. But then that second or third time you're done with it, you're like, fuck, okay. Like it looks how I want it. It looks how I want it to be. Like, I guess, I guess it was worth it at the end. Oh, definitely. Like, um, it's, it, like you said, it always sucks when you, I get to the end and it's not what I wanted. It's devastating. Cause I put a lot of time into this, like more than each bait total from sanding to painting. I probably have seven to eight hours in. Um, and so when it, when I get to the end and it's not what I wanted, it, it sucks. It sucks so bad. And a lot of time I'll just put it away and be like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to bed for the night. I'm going to deal with this tomorrow. Um, But I think having that, uh, I guess, perfectionist, if you will, it's kind of something I picked up from my dad. Uh, My dad is a a photographer, a videographer, an artist, if you will. Um, And I would always go uh, help him out, you know, growing up on his photo shoots, he would bring me along and I'd be the one holding reflectors and lights and all that sort of stuff. And I remember watching him and he would, uh, he would, you know, if there was something that was good enough, he wouldn't accept it. He, he had his own standards that he held himself up to. And uh, I think that's something that's kind of translated into my paint, which can suck sometimes because I got these uh, the, the higher than average standards. And when I get a paint job and it's not up to that, I'm like, fuck, I really yeah. I'd rather just call it good. But I know I can't. I won't be able to sleep at night if I don't restart <laughs> this paint job. Right. And I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Like you're trying to especially when somebody's buying something like you're trying to make the best thing you like you're capable of making you don't want to give them a subpar thing and then like like you said go to sleep at night and be like fuck like i should have repainted that thing like it had taken me another five hours but i wouldn't have been in this situation sitting here in the middle of the night like fuck like i hope i hope they're okay with what i did oh yeah absolutely i mean and even even more uh now you know now that i'm doing this full time and I am charging full-time prices, uh, you know, and it, it's a fair price considering what you're getting, but I try to take it very seriously. You know, someone that's uh, willing to give me uh, their money for, for my art. Um, 
I would just feel like shit if I did, if I gave them something that's subpar. And, and even then, once I send the bait back to them, I, I tell them, look, if you're not happy with this bait, you know, if you don't like it, let me know. And, and, uh, I I'll take care of it. I'll fix it. If, if you fish it, uh, for a week and the paint falls off or there was something, some, something wrong with it, send it back and I'll repaint it. You know, I'm not, uh, I just don't want to put shit out there into the world. There's enough, there's enough of that out there. I don't want to be one of the guys contributing to it. Yeah, exactly. Has there been other bait companies who have kind of came forth and been like, yo, dude, it's like your, your, uh, your lightning trout is awesome. Like I have uh, X, Y, Z amount of baits. Do you mind painting it? Or are you kind of trying to focus? Cause I'm sure like painting 30 rainbow trout is repetitive as fuck, especially on the same exact canvas, quote unquote, the bait. Oh and God. Yeah. Like, obviously, obviously you can deviate a little bit, but I mean, a rainbow trout's a rainbow trout. You can't fucking make it electric green. If that's what you <laughs> want. like, like it's a natural thing and you kind of are trying to clone it. And so do you, do you like the custom paint more or do you like the repetitiveness and like the, the common, uh, common canvas of a batch of baits that you get sent by like a maker? Oh, I'll be honest. I, I hate the repetitiveness. Um, it's probably my least favorite part of painting is, uh, doing a pattern over and over and over and over again, uh, on one kind of bait. Um, I don't like it. I'm not a fan of it, but, uh, it's, you know, you, you get a feeling of accomplishment, um, once you're done with it. And then I've had, you know, I, I've had a couple guys message me that got some of the custom painted baits that I did for, for this company. And they were really happy with the paint and that kind of made it worth it knowing that, you know, I, I did do something repetitive for a week or two, but, uh, people really like it. and it kind of makes it worth it, but by far the repaints are my favorite, even though they're more work. I really like, um, uh, the, the variety, I guess I, I have a problem with repetitiveness. I don't, uh, I haven't been able to stay at a job for more than a year. I, I just can't stand doing the same thing unless it's fishing, but you know, it's doing the same thing. Repetitiveness. It just, it's not my favorite. So I definitely do. I prefer the repaints and I love when people come to me with different stuff, something, you know, something new for me to explore or something else for me to try. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fuck. I had something like a big question I was going to ask you. Um, shit. Oh, what, what's the feeling you get? Um, I'm friends with a couple bait makers and they talk about like the feeling you get when somebody catches a fish on their bait, let alone a bait they painted. Like, do you kind of get like a natural high when somebody sends you a picture and it's like, Hey dude, like, fucking first fish i caught on my on my uh shad shad hinkle shad or something like that you painted like do you feel a sense of accomplishment when somebody takes your artwork goes out there fishes it and they 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 reap the rewards of that paint job do you feel a sense of accomplishment or are you just kind of like okay that's cool like oh no definitely that's i mean that's total validation as far as i'm concerned you know it's someone that was uh that confident confident enough to fish that pattern and uh it tricked a fish you know that's that's why i do it is is to trick fish um, and so when, when it works, yeah, it's, it's very validating. I've seen a couple, I've seen a couple like really nice fish that were caught on, on baits I painted and, uh, it's, it's kind of the cherry on top. I love it. And, you know, if someone catches a, a nice fish on a bait I painted, I fully encourage them to send me pictures. You know, I, I want to see it. I, it's, it's exciting. Yeah. Uh, I can, I mean, I, I've never done that, but I, I guess I caught a fish on my painted bait, but that's fucking light years away from what you're doing. What's the biggest fish that you've seen caught on one of your painted baits? Obviously, like you can take, I mean, you paint the bait, but it's still catching a, catching a fish. It's like, okay, well, like, was it the paint job? Was it the bait? But either way, what's the biggest fish you've seen caught on your, your work? 
That is a good question. Let me take a look really quick. I think I know where to look. I guess while you're doing that, um, is there a lot of repeat customers? Like you paint a TK and they're like, holy shit, like this kid like literally knocked us out of the park. Let me send him my K9, my Hinkle Shad, and my Piz car for something. Yeah, no, I've had a couple like that. Um, I really appreciate when someone does that or when they're very clear that they appreciate my work. Um, that uh, that is helpful, and I've had I've had quite a few people send me multiple baits. Um, again, which I really appreciate. Um, it's 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 validating. And then, as far as the biggest fish I've seen caught on my bait, there's not a weight to it. Um, there's there's no weight listed, but if you go, it, there's the picture is on uh, ZFG Bait Co. It's the uh, it's the top one. Someone had caught it on the, one of the trout wakes. I painted it in a juvenile trout pattern. And it's it's a nice oh, fish. Shit. It's a post spawn fish, but it's a good fish. Damn. I'm looking right now. Holy shit. Damn, that's a long ass fish. That's a dark fish too. Holy yeah. Crap. So that's probably the biggest one I've seen personally. That's awesome, dude. Your your trout paint, like, just your paint in general is so realistic. It's it's crazy because. When people think of custom like of paint, they always think of Paul from Piz, which obviously his paint is so cool. But your shit, it's like fuck. It's like uh, it's like a replica mount of of a trout. Like it's so ridiculously so ridiculously realistic. Yeah, I I, I strive for realism with my paint jobs. Um, I like uh, you know, I'll take a picture of a fish, some a reference photo someone sent me, and. Uh, trying to get as close as I humanly can to that photo is one of the exciting parts. Um, and then when yeah. you actually do it, it's, it's fun. So I guess I, I love realism and, um, you know, that being said, there's, again, there's a lot of great artists out there that do amazing shit and it's, it's not necessarily the most realistic, uh, but a lot of it is kind of intended to trigger a bite, I, I guess. And there's, I guess, you know, different philosophies on what a fish will eat, but I, lo- I love realism personally. You know, I love I love trout. Um, so I, I always have an easy time painting a trout. No, for sure. And I mean, it makes a lot of sense because like trout are so naturally beautiful. It uh, and just just to be able to strive for copying that natural pattern down. Like I'm looking at your uh, your punker that you painted, dude, and like the pink and green hues and the orange fins and everything. It's just it's like. It's literally like you took a photo and made a wrap of the bait and wrapped a bait. Like it's just so awesome that you can mimic a natural forge like that. It's so cool to see. I, I appreciate that, man. That that was a, that punker was a fun one. That was actually one of the few personal baits I have that I painted oh, for okay. my for myself. I got that one. Uh, I, if if there's there's a couple photos on on my Instagram of what the punker looked like uh, before, but uh, I yeah, was dude, uh, beat the shit. It, it was, and it it swims like a champ. It's uh, it's an amazing bait, and that was one of the the fun ones where I was like, I don't have a time limit on this one. I can go crazy, and uh, so I took, right. I think I took a couple of days on that one, just trying to get every single detail right. And uh, again, that's something I enjoy. Is if uh, if I can get as close to like a photo wrap as I can, but with paint, it's it's something that kind of I love it. So honestly, kind of tying this back to um to how you talked about like be- being around cars and stuff when you were younger. It's honestly like you can take uh, a busted down piece of crap and you can wrap it or you can sand it down and paint it. 
and you can literally just uh you can change how people perceive it i i'm a really big car guy uh i i, I was a really big car photographer for the last couple of years um but just like it's crazy to see somebody take like a 90s car that's like sun faded to shit and they wrap it or they put they just sand it down and put paint on it and it, it it's same with a bait like it breathes new life into that into that object and it like I don't know. It's so crazy what a simple paint job on literally anything can do. Like a house, if you have an old house that's like uh, with shitty, shitty wood siding, and you go through and you spray it down with like a white primer, and then go over it with like a, a blue or or some any other color. Like it's ridiculous what what a new appearance will do to something, no matter what it looked like beforehand. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, like like you said about cars, I've a lot of the stuff that I was seeing growing up, and and even helping work on, and I did own. Uh, a 1927 model t briefly it did own one of those um but so a lot a lot of this is just rusted to shit i mean there's almost nothing left and so you you basically you take it and you rebuild it from the ground up and you restore it to its former glory and make it look pretty again and uh paint is always just kind of the finishing touch that just brings it that last little bit uh to where you'd want it so i mean yeah it's it i know a lot of people you know and, and it's valid you know as far as paint goes they're like you know the paint doesn't matter but it's uh i think i said this already but if you feel good about the bait you know you're gonna you're gonna fish it differently and some people appreciate the paint and i appreciate the people that appreciate it yeah i mean it's it's so cool that you're able to do this um because i've i've had some like fucked up baits that i necessarily don't fish as much because i'm like dude like um like as far as like those mothers chasers and all the Roman bait baits, like once those baits get like substantial amount of hook rash, unless you get it repainted or you put like super glue and shit over it, like it, it's more or less done for. I had a mother one point in time, and this thing was beat to shit. The kid before me had it, fished it a lot. I fished it a lot when I had it, and if you fished it for too long, like the wood would start to swell up and stuff. And at that point in time, I didn't have the money to repaint it, so I sold it for stupid cheap. Like looking back at it now, it's like man, like. I could have sent that off to somebody and they could have fucking put some restoration on it and I could have gotten that back and I I would have been so much more happy if I would have kept that bait. Oh yeah, that's I mean that's a blast too is is uh uh repairing baits I guess if you will like uh one one of the things I used to do for fun is I would I would order cheap 250s on eBay. Um whenever I found them there wasn't a lot of them but I ordered one that was it was you know it was a new style and someone had tried to convert it from a silent killer and just butchered it and uh <laughs> so i got it for pretty cheap and uh i i did a lot of a lot of work just trying to get it tuned right and i got it to swim just perfect um that was fun kind of just bringing back the capabilities of a bait you know bringing it back from the brink of destruction or like with the punker you know that thing was pretty beat and and restoring it to its former glory if you will um it's it's really satisfying you know it's it's the same thing as you know, people that uh, on on YouTube, you watch the guys that'll restore some some old tool or something like that. Yeah, it's like just, rusty just cleavers and shit. Exactly. There's just something satisfying about like tuning a bait and restoring it and repairing it. Yeah. Uh, I guess one another like big question I had that totally slipped my mind. Uh, the first two fifty you got and painted, um, and obviously, like you said, your buddy had one, but like you got it and there was like this rubber skin around it. Were you like, what the fuck? And did you paint it? I'm sure the answer is yes. But did you paint it? Did you paint the shell while it was on the body? Or did you take it off and kind of freehand it, I guess is what you would say. 
That's uh that's a good question. Um so with with two fifties, um currently I can't offer that to people that requested. If someone brought me a two fifty and said, Hey, I want you to paint this, I'd be like, Look, sorry, dude, I'm just not uh it's not something I can do. Um painting oh, really? over yeah, it's it's crazy. Um painting over that that rubber skin is it's difficult. I've done it in the past and it didn't work. The the paint actually ended up reacting with uh with the skin and it got really sticky and thankfully it was a personal bait so it wasn't the end of the world but uh that's actually been something i've i've been working on figuring out for the past two years and uh there's guys that can do it there's there's a handful of guys that have figured it out and their shit's amazing it's really good um and i'm gonna figure it out eventually but uh it's kind of a secret you know it's 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 not something that's uh well advertised or known and i i fully respect that if someone's put in the work to figure out how to get paint to adhere to a 250 uh i don't expect them to just give that away you know it's 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 something you got to figure out for yourself and unfortunately i haven't been able to yet and uh there's still stuff i'm trying and i will i will be able to eventually but uh in the past the ones that i have painted it it hasn't worked out or it's it's worked out okay but again nothing that i would feel comfortable selling um yeah for sure I can paint the body i can paint the core like i, I have one in the garage right now I've, i painted the core on an og um it's something I can do. It's just something I don't really advertise that much. Um, it's uh, it's kind of a sore subject. You know, I've been, I've been trying to figure that one out for a while, and I haven't quite cracked it yet. Damn, that's crazy. Another kind of off-the-wall paint job for you. Have you messed around with painting any soft baits at all, uh, like the Uniques or the Working Class Zeros or HUDs or anything? Or is that kind of out of your realm right now, or are you just focused on the hard bait game? Yes, actually, I, I have I have been messing with that for uh, about a year now. Um, I haven't offered that as a as a service quite yet. Um, it's it's a pain in the ass. It's <laughs> painting a, a soft bait uh, compared to uh, just a regular hard bait. It's a pain in the ass. I, I I bought all the right supplies and stuff to do it, and I can do it. And I've been messing around with. Uh, I've seen a, I've seen a handful of guys that that paint soft baits and they do fantastic jobs. Uh, one one of the guys, one of my favorites is uh, Garrett's Customs on Instagram. He yeah, paints a lot yeah. of soft baits. He does he does great work. His stuff's really good. And um, so I haven't quite joined up with uh, some of the other guys that are painting soft baits yet. And I think I will in the future. Um, it's kind of something I've just kept for myself and my buddies. Um, I've been messing with a couple new techniques if you will um to i, I don't want to say it's never been done before because i hate hearing that but stuff that I, I haven't seen personally done to a soft bait um that i think when i do release it, it it should be pretty exciting dude that'll be awesome i mean there's obviously a lot of guys who paint but you don't see too many of them kind of step onto the side of of soft baits it's kind of a uh... Um, a more of a niche than meat fuck niche thing than painting baits is fucking painting soft baits and when it's done right dude oh my gosh it's killer like that one that uh the garrett guy did post that working class zero i think it was the battle shad uh that he did in rainbow trout like that oh yeah so kick ass oh yeah it's so cool and having a custom painted soft bait is just like another level of cool yeah and uh yeah, I, I hope to be able to do it soon or I can do it. I hope to be able to uh, release it soon, you know, to be able to <laughs> be set up for it because it's 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 very different. Um, but I don't know. I'd say if if uh, if you're interested in it, keep your eyes out. Um, it, it should be 
I don't know, within the uh, maybe next year or two. Oh, really? Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Um, fuck, I'm, I'm like, I'm losing my mind right now. I'm trying to think of shit. Like, I had a bunch of shit I wanted to ask you, and I feel just slowly fucking losing, losing my train of thought. Let me uh, take a look at the questions you sent. Um, what was I going to say? It was something along the lines of soft baits, I think. Uh, okay, I guess, um, is there a different way you prep the, like, the hard, the hard resin baits compared to, like, the DRT baits? Like, obviously, um, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say I have any painting experience, but I know a little bit because my grandpa and my dad painted, but, uh, you have, you have to scuff up the, the thing you're laying the paint to so it sticks to it. So, obviously, you have to scuff up those DRTs and the other ABS plastic plates, like, uh, like the gantrails and stuff, is that easier to do than those resin baits that have paint stuff on them? Yeah, um, it's they're they're both usually very different processes, um, and and that's where a majority of the work and effort I put into painting a bait, besides you know actually painting it, um, is the surface prep and just making sure that the paint's going to adhere to it and not fall off after a couple fish. It's something that's important to me is that the paint actually lasts. Um, so the the surface prep for for each type of uh, material is is pretty different, and it's been uh, uh, I've spent some time figuring them out. You know, so if I'm painting a, a romanade or anything wood, uh, entirely different process with resin baits uh, like Hinkles, for example, or any resin bait on the market. I usually have to be a little bit more delicate um, and gentle because you know if you if you're too rough with the resin or you sand into it too much, you can cause some problems. And uh, it's never good to have to repair damage you've caused. Um, so <laughs> with resin baits, I'm definitely super careful. With ABS baits, you can kind of, you can be a little bit more, I don't want to say reckless, but uh, a little bit more aggressive with them. They're a little bit tougher. Yeah, um, right. With the DRT baits specifically, I am a little bit more gentle just because I want to preserve as much detail as possible. Um, so I have... I don't want to say developed, but there's a couple things I do uh, on ABS baits and certain kinds of resin baits that uh, I think preserve a lot of the detail and still give me a really good uh, edge on the surface um, in order to get paint to adhere to them. But yeah, they are both different processes um, for different materials. There's, there's a lot that goes into it before paint even touches it. Yeah, and another thing I wanted to follow up with that as far as like... Uh wood and resin baits um obviously hook rash is a little bit more bigger of a problem on wood baits but as far as like those drt baits go that kind of get pitted with the hooks how do you go i mean if you want to share this obviously if it's like a if it's a trade secret then don't but have you developed something to kind of um get rid of those pits in the abs and uh just kind of cover it up a little bit more relative to just spraying paint right over it or does it not really matter uh in abs no there there is there is certain techniques you can use to kind of repair ABS, um, but they're really not ideal. Uh, for the most part, I usually just try to work around them or cover them up um, with detail, I guess. I can fill in hook rash on resin and wood. It's a little bit different, so I can do that if someone requests it. A lot of times, I just kind of leave it the way it is. Uh, I don't want to be adding too much body filler and things like that onto a bait and, uh, you know, mess up the swim or something like that. So I will fill in uh, minor dings and scratches and stuff like that. I will repair 
Uh, if it's something a little bit more substantial, I try to kind of work around it or hide it the best I can just to not mess with the uh, the weight placement too much. Um, have you, I mean, I'm not too familiar, I'm not too sure how familiar you are being on the West Coast, but uh, like the Pat's baits, the guy who makes them over on the East Coast, uh, are, are you familiar with those baits at all as far as like knowing what they are? Oh, yeah. So... The th- I don't remember when I heard this or who I heard it from, but the thing is, is like those baits are super hard to repaint because like they're weighted. Fuck, I don't even remember. I'm not going to bullshit with you. I don't know. I just remember somebody saying like, you have to be, you have to be pretty damn good at repainting those to, to keep them true to how they were. Have you gotten the opportunity to paint one of those? Or is that kind of, is that kind of a dream bait for you to paint? Uh, you know what? I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I haven't had the opportunity to repaint one of them. Uh, I'd be interested to try. It. You know, it's it's always fun taking apart not not taking apart a bait, but really working with a bait. You kind of you notice really interesting things that different bait makers will do. Um, I think it'd be interesting to kind of see what he has underneath there. Like for example, I I have some eighty six uh Doom Riders I'm painting right now, and as I'm you know dismantling these baits to get them ready for paint i'm noticing really interesting stuff and i'm like you know these are probably the 86 is you know these are probably some of the the most uh solidly constructed baits i've worked with um from a small time builder i guess um they're put together really well there's a lot of really interesting stuff and uh it's kind of fun getting to know a bait a little bit better you know what by taking it apart and you you get to learn some interesting things about baits for sure do you do you take apart all the baits or i guess majority of the baits obviously the baits like uh the hinkle the roman maids um trying to think those are probably really the only baits you can't take apart because all the drts have those screws in the joints and then a majority of builders like kgb bullshad uh fish everything a lot of those other guys have have pins that you can just pull straight out. Do you prefer to have each bait segment ripped apart, or are those are there the baits that you kind of have to make an exception for in paint as one piece? Um, I think uh, as as a, as a general rule of thumb, I try to be uh, non invasive or do the least amount of work I can into a bait. So I don't even yeah, I've taken apart yeah. uh, DRTs a couple times when I had to. Um, but generally I don't take apart baits past the joints. So I'll remove fins, eyes. Um, I've had to fill in scratches and stuff like that. Um, with hinkles and things like that, I have had the pins come out, uh, just unintentionally. If there was damage to the bait previous, I had one of the pins come out. Um, I have taken apart a handful of baits where the pins are removable. It's, it's really not something that's even necessary to do. Most of the time I can usually paint a bait as a, as a whole piece. Um, but even just taking off the paint and the fins, it, it kind of reveals some things like it, it, it's uh, it's very insightful, I guess. Right. Um, I guess kind of kind of wrapping it up a little bit. Has there, a, is there has there been baits that come to you and it just it just has caught the snot out of fish like you can you can visually see teeth marks on these baits and stuff. Um, and does it hurt you to kind of repaint or? Do you kind of feel like you're you're breathing new life into this lure and <laughs> and kind of and kind of just uh long fuck what's the longevity? Just, yeah, yeah. Are you just adding to, adding longevity to the bait, or is it kind of like you're like fuck like this guy has caught this many fish on it and he trusts me to repaint this bait that's fucking who knows cashed him cashed him checks at tournaments or caught how many PBs for him? Yeah, I mean I've had both of those opportunities actually. Um, I had uh 
I had this one guy, he was a, he was the tackle manager where I worked and uh, he had a triple trout and he was like a, it was a small triple trout and he wanted me to repaint it when he gave it to me. I needed to think this thing was beat to shit. The hook rash had almost worn all the way through the bait. And uh, he told me he's, he's cashed tournament checks and won on that bait. And I was like, like shit, you trust me to paint that. That's, <laughs> that's really cool. So I did, I repainted it. He was super happy with it. Um, and it, it, it is a really cool feeling to kind of give that bait, you know, a second life or a refresh. And um, I've done the same thing on a, I, I, it was a clate bait. Um, and that thing again was just beat to shit. And I was talking to the guy, and he, uh, he told me how much fish, how much damage it's done. And you could see just by the amount of, you know, personality on the bait. And uh, so I, I actually ended up not refilling any of the damage on that bait. We kind of kept it there. That's as, awesome. uh, 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 I don't know. I don't know what you want to call it, but we kept it the way it was and I painted over it and it looks great. And it's kind of, you know, it kind of has a, a, a refresh, you know, a breath of fresh air breathed into the bait ready to do some more damage. So it's, it is fun seeing baits like that and kind of getting to uh, refresh them and give them a, a second chance, if you will. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes total sense. Uh, Damn, I just had a really good question, but I fucking I can't remember what it was. I think it was CRS. along the lines of uh have have you like gotten a bait and it's just so fucked up. It like you're like, I I don't know what you want me to do with this bait, but I don't feel comfortable touching it. Like, um, I know a group uh my group of friends and I have a, a slammer and literally we call it the wood chip slammer because the thing is like fifty percent wood filler. Is there <laughs> has there been a bait where you're like like I, I I don't feel like I want to touch this bait because it is so messed up that I I don't want to be blamed or anything or you're scared that the paint won't stick to it. I can't say I've come across that yet, but uh, I think uh, it is something to be mindful of. You know, it's it's you can you can you can ruin a bait uh, with paint if you're not careful, especially if it's that far gone. Um, when you start and now guys that are really specific about the way it swims um i've uh, there's been a couple times i've turned down paint jobs uh that one of them was actually for uh, for a reel and i don't know if that really counts as a bait and, and it is super cool there's you know, the japanese guy that does reels uh i cannot remember his name right now i'm sure i'm sure you've heard of him uh, but uh i'm pretty sure uh that guy uh chris zaldane got a real painted by i'm not sure if it's the same guy we're talking about i think it was a jdm guy but he got it painted like with an eight ten a ten warthog paint pattern on it and like the od green and um there, there's a couple guys who do it and when it yes. comes out good dude that's the slickest thing ever it looks so yeah good. i think uh you know what it's decade works i think we're thinking of the same guy there really cool stuff like i just i yeah. love his paint but uh so i i have i've had someone ask me to paint a real i'm like you know i i could try but I can't guarantee you that it's going to be, I'm going to have to say no, just on the grounds of, I don't have any experience doing it. I don't want to possibly mess up your reel. Uh, so there's been a, it's been a handful of times where people have asked me to do something. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I, I just, unfortunately I can't do that. And I don't want to try and do it and mess it up for you. I'm just going to have to turn it down. Um, just, just because I'm scrolling through on Instagram and I just saw Mr. Kyle, uh, Glacey's Bates. He's sending you a batch of baits to pay. Oh yeah. If 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 you don't mind saying, are those gonna be bluegill or have you guys kind of talked about an off the wall paint pattern that he him and you have agreed on? We're still kind of discussing what we want on those baits. It's gonna be a small kind of limited edition deluxe batch, if you will, whatever. 
Um, we're still kind of throwing around a couple ideas. Um, I don't think we've nailed anything down yet, but uh, whatever it is, I think it's going to be exciting. But definitely keep your eyes out for that. And uh, I think once we get an idea or get some pictures, I'll make sure to throw them up there, and you'll you'll see them. Dude, that'll be so fucking sweet. His little They're gonna be fun. Deal, it looks ah man. I, there's so many baits. There's so many guys who I have come on this show, and it's like I wish I had fucking unlimited money in my bank account right now because everybody I've had on this show, I'd buy one of their I'd buy one of their baits. I had Jared from Fall seventy four. If I could, I'd have every single one of my baits wrapped up in one of his wraps because <laughs> it, it's just such it's such a badass thing to see. Especially like if I could. I, dude, I'd send you my whole fucking two deep thir- or two deep th- uh, uh, 3,700 Plano box, and I just have you fucking go to town. <laughs> you that bait needed to look like, I'd let you paint it. But it's like, it's unfortunate, but it's also a good thing because I do get to talk to all these guys, and I don't necessarily have to buy their products. I just get to kind of kick it with them for an hour and a half to two hours and just shoot the shit with them, and that's what I enjoy about this so much. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure you get to see a lot of cool cool stuff come through here and talk to a lot of cool guys. And I mean, there's, there's so many guys out there doing really cool stuff. There's a lot of great artists and uh, people making really cool stuff. And uh, I'd like to see, I guess uh, a little bit more positivity, if you will, in, in the swim bait community. I want to see a lot of people. Uh, I want to see, I want to see more. Uh, I want to see more support. You know, there's, there's a lot of really good people out there doing uh, really cool stuff. And I think a lot of times we focus a little bit too much on negativity or, or swim bait beef. And, uh, <laughs> i think I, I like what you're doing you know you're you're, uh, you're putting out you know you're putting out cool people out there and this uh i appreciate the opportunity to be on the podcast you know it's the it's the first time i've ever been on a podcast or even been invited on one and uh it's exciting dude next thing you know you're gonna get invited on to cast and crank there's been a couple guys that like come on here and then like two weeks later they're they're hanging out with nick at cast and crank i'm like that's oh that'd be sweet that'd be like, wild i wouldn't even know what to say <laughs> yeah um I guess kind of closing it down. Is there anything you want to touch on or talk about uh, as far as like, um, well, I guess, I guess kind of really closing it down. Do you have any custom, custom openings? If, if anybody's listening to this and it's like, man, like I have this X, Y, Z bait that I want to get this paint job and maybe I can hit up Marlin or is, is the custom shop closed down for now? Oh no, it's, it's not closed. Um, I have a waiting list right now. So I've got a people, a couple of people on the waiting oh, shit, okay. list. And, uh, yeah. So if someone hits me up right now, um, uh, I'll, I'll put them on the waiting list and I should have orders open back up within the next couple weeks. Definitely this month, within the next couple weeks, um, I'm going to be taking in new baits. Um, if there's something really specific you want, if you notice some oddball shit on a fish or you got a certain type of fish <laughs> in your pond, uh, just talk to me, you know, just, I, you don't even have to have it painted by me. If, if someone just sends me a DM and they want to talk about the way a fish looks by all means, you can, um, I spend a lot of time looking at pictures of fish, you know, come, come talk about fish details and, we can get as specific as you would like on any kind of paint job. If they're just the most minute detail, I, I love talking about it. So, I mean, if someone wants to have a bait painted by me, uh, get some pictures, you know, be, be specific. And uh, I, I'm, I'm willing to get specific with you and really dive deep into the bait. And uh, you can you can almost design the bait through me, if you will. Um, tell me exactly what you want, and I'll, I'll do my best to put that on the bait for you. I love it. Yeah. When, when you have those real custom orders... Do you, do you, obviously i'm sure you do do you keep do you keep the bait owner updated like hey dude like i just laid down this this blue hue under this uh black crappie that you wanted do you show them pictures and make sure they're satisfied or do you kind of 
you kind of go out on a limb and it's like, oh yeah, like if it looks good in your eyes, you're like, I'm I'm sure that these guys will like this and wait till before you get it cleared to shoot them a picture of it. No, I, I'll, uh, I, I try to maintain contact with uh, people while I'm painting. So the first thing I do is, hey, I got your bait. The UPA, uh, the, the post office didn't lose it. Your bait is safe. Um, from that point, you know, I will notify them once I get primer on it and everything. And uh, once I get painting, you know, I kind of have a general idea of what I'm going uh, but before anything is clear coded or before I make uh, a large decision, I'll send them a picture and be like, look, here's how the bait is right now. Uh, right. Is there anything you'd like to see? You know, any details I missed or anything you'd like added? And uh, a couple of times I've had a guy, you know, hey, could you make the, the back a little darker or could you do this or do that? And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're the one that's paying and, you know, they, I, I want to make sure they get exactly what they want on that bait. And uh, so, you know, I, I will try and uh, maintain as much contact as possible and, and give them the opportunity to change anything they'd like about the bait, you know, because it's it's their money, it's their bait, and uh, it's important to me that they get exactly what they want. Oh, for sure. And I think uh, that goes a long ways as far as, like, customer service. You are a one-man team doing this. And like you said, it takes you hours on end to paint this bait, but it doesn't take that much time to to keep contact with somebody and just kind of check in with them, like, hey, dude, like, uh, like... Uh, this is the stage of your bait. This is what it looks like right now. Like, are, are you cool with this? Do you mind if you do you want me to redo something or add, add hues to it or add a shadow to it or something? And I think, uh, I think that's what sets apart like a really kick-ass um, company rather than a good company is like is checking in and showing the process and like, like you said, keeping that main foundation of communication to know that like, hey, you aren't just another number in my bank account. Like, I, I care. Like, I want to provide you with the best I have right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said before, I feel incredibly lucky to even be doing this, uh, especially now, you know, with uh, shit's expensive and it's only getting more expensive. And, uh, you know, I, I I personally probably couldn't afford to have a, a bait custom painted by someone right now. And, you know, the fact that people are still willing to do that, um, it, it means a lot. I'm very appreciative of it. And uh, I'd like to give them back as much as possible, you know, the bait and, and make sure they're happy with it. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's important to me. It's, uh, to, just to make sure that the person is happy with it. And if they told me I don't like it, by all means, I'll restart on it until you do. Yeah, that's so sweet. Um, okay. Literally the last question, because I think, I think it'll be a kind of, kind <laughs> of a good one. Have, have you seen any of your baits on waffle pages and you're like, holy shit, like, uh, somebody, somebody values it like that. Like uh, that's badass to see. I'm sure. I have. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen a couple of them go up for raffle. Uh, and it's exciting, you know, to, to see your paint, jo- your paint kind of floating around out there. I'll, I'll just be scrolling through Instagram one day and I see one of my paint jobs at someone. I'm, it's, it's really interesting to kind of keep track of where that bait's been. Um, I've talked to a couple guys that they've, they've, they've got a couple of my paint jobs through, uh, through the, the waffle or raffle pages. And, uh, it's, it's really interesting. I like kind of seeing where they end up and, you know, talking to the guys that get them and, it's it's fun, you know. If, just talk talk to me about fish. If anyone wants to talk about lures or fish, I can do it all day long. Right. Um, is there anything else you want to add before we kind of close it down for the night? Oh man, so support support you know your local makers. Just be uh, put put some positivity into the the fishing scene. Just try to remember why we do it. Um, it can it can be sometimes a little bit superficial, but uh, I just want to see people and artists supporting each other. That sounds really hippie, but that's that's what I want. <laughs> no, dude, for sure. It's uh, support the small guys because small guys get big one day, and um, and it, if you show them support, they're gonna show you support no matter what. If you help them 
kind of get up off the ground and they're not going to forget that. Oh, absolutely. I, I remember uh, just one, one more thing to add in there. I'd, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to thank everyone that's had a bait painted by me so far. And uh, I remember I was talking to, uh, I had briefly exchanged messages with uh, Gus from uh, swim bait culture. And, and he said something that really kind of stuck with me. And he, he said, uh, you know, don't forget who helped you out or just, and I'm paraphrasing that, but basically just kind of remember who was here to help you out. And, uh, sure. I think that yeah. that really stuck with me. So, you know, I think that's, that's something I try to, uh, try to remember. And I'd like to thank everyone that's had baits painted by me and people that have sent them. And thank you for having me on the podcast. Like I said, this is really exciting. Yeah. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, like, like, like I said, going back to it, if you help support somebody when, when they're first taking off, like, you don't forget that. Like I remember reaching out to the first guy I had on the podcast. He's a good friend of mine, but still I, I reached out to him and I was like, Hey dude, like, would you want to come on this? Like, I can't guarantee you, you're not going to get famous off it. Cause, uh, cause there's going to be 10 people that listen to this first. <laughs> Which actually, actually that's like, that's like top five episodes, but anyway, that's nor here than there. <laughs> and it's like, it's like the people that help make you who you are. And then once you get to that quote unquote, like, uh, you, you made it uh podium and you're like, holy shit, like, if I didn't have XYZ by my first paint job, like, who knows if I'd have been here? Who knows if I would have, if I would have been able to do this without that kind of kick in the rear to get going? Yeah, it's huge. It's it's everything. Um, But, yeah, I want to thank Marlon for coming on. This was uh, not necessarily short notice, but I texted him, like, Monday. I'd been following for a couple months. I'm like, hey, dude, like, your paint's kick-ass. Um do you want to come on the show? Cause I've never gotten to interview a painter before and I thoroughly enjoy his work. Um, even if I don't have any, I see his shit and it looks like it literally looks like taxidermy work. I'll, <laughs> I'll make sure to tag, tag your Instagram and everything down below. Do you have um, like a Facebook page or anything or does do all the orders go through Instagram and stuff? No, no, I don't. I just, uh, I just have Instagram and uh, that's pretty much it for now. Okay, sweet. I'll tag. Tag your Instagram down below. Uh, make sure you guys follow him if you haven't already, because he uh, he he kicks ass at what he does. I, I understand why people people send him duplicate baits because they want this shit done. But I want to thank you guys for listening. Like I said, make sure you guys follow Marlon if you haven't already. Make sure you follow Scales and Scales in Tales underscore podcast on Instagram if you guys don't already, and uh, check out the Facebook too. And uh, be ready because today is the 23rd, but this probably won't be going up until Monday. But uh, if you guys stick around, July sticker should be should be being posted up on the website on the Slap Shop next Friday. So make sure you guys are one of the first 50 in line because you get entered in for the uh, the monthly bait raffle, which uh, I don't I don't want to say what the bait is just yet because I want to I want that to be a surprise. But it's going to be one you're not going to want to miss seven dollars uh, for one sticker limit two per household. And once the first 50 are sold out, then uh, you can buy them. Th you can buy them for five bucks, but that won't enter you in the raffle. But uh, this this month's sticker is pretty badass. And the person I collaborated with is super cool. And I'm very excited for it. But I want to thank you, everybody, for listening. And I'll talk to everybody next time. See you guys.